Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Every single branch of the Lamar Jackson conversation seems to create more conversation, more argument, more disruption, more disagreement. And that includes when players and former players continue to chime in with their thoughts on it, that not everybody sees the same. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. All you got to do is say, hey, smart speakers, please play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Harry, by the way, if you uh, if you're watching ESPN all day, be sure to keep uh, keep an eye on First Take. They repeat it all day. Uh, Harry did God's work today, kicking butt on First Take. You're back on First Take tomorrow again, Harry. The rest of the week tomorrow and also Friday. Friday I have First Take and Get Up, and then Fitz and Harry as well. Look at that, doing triple duty. I love that. And uh, you know, I think uh, there's a day coming up where you and I are going to do First Take together. So mm, should be having a week next week. Of fun. All right. Um, you know what? I think I might go get a new suit for that one. I don't know, Harry. Might uh, might I might might be Atta a new baby. suit day. Uh, I mean, baby. like, look, my new suit is coming off the rack at JC Penney. Uh, and but but here's the reason nobody ever realizes that because there's a brand of suit they sell that's JF. Literally says JF in it. And that's like that's the suit off the rack that fits me great. Fits me like a million bucks. Don't need to get it customized. And it says JF on the inside. So people think what, it's, what does what does JF stand for? Just fall? Uh, it's Jason Fitz. It sounds for, <laughs> it stands for Jason Fitz. I got my own line of suits. You guys don't realize that. It's, it's JF and it fits yeah. you well. Okay, okay. Oh Evan coming out the room. Uh, oh, any, wow. any others? Devin, you want to get one in? Devin? No, I don't. Are you sure? Because it would be just fine if you did. Oh, okay. That's I, I'm gonna stop now. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll get to some audio you need to hear in a minute from uh, a, a former player that uh, has some thoughts on Lamar. But in the meantime, let's get from some of your thoughts, Michael in Missouri. Thanks for calling the show, Michael. What you got? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Man, thank y'all for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to get my two cents on the Lamar versus Baltimore uh, Blaine Pie. I mean, I put it 70-30, 80-20 on Baltimore. Uh, we know the history of the running quarterback in the NFL and that lifespan. Uh, they drafted him as a running quarterback. So, uh, as far as I can see, it, he gave them everything they could ask for and more by winning an MVP on his rookie contract. They never put weapons around him, uh, never had a number one receiver. So, uh, you got to lay that blame on Baltimore. And I feel sorry for John Harbaugh because it looks like he wants to keep Lamar so bad, but the pride of management is just getting in the way. Uh, that's all I got, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and here's the thing for me too, right? When Lamar Jackson was on that rookie contract, you would think that they would surround him with some – with the personnel and the weapons for him to thrive even more. But damn, if you're not going to do that, can you at least use the money to pay him and extend him? If you're not going to do it. Can we also acknowledge, and I love what Michael just mentioned, John Harbaugh. How difficult is his job going to be, Harry? It is. Think about, like, if Harbaugh wakes up and, like, and there's this moment where Lamar says, nah, I'm good, I'm just, I'm all set, thanks, just not going to play for you. Like, what the hell are the Ravens going to do? How, in, in a division where you're taking on Joe Burrow for the next 
15 years? Like, uh, congratulate. I know, guys, y'all, I know what it feels like to look in the division and see an epic quarterback that you know you can't beat. Baltimore, y'all might want to get used to that because if Lamar walks, you got nothing. Like, you you have nothing at that position at this point. Well, I'll tell you, I think the, the one place that John Harbaugh did mess up is when they were getting ready for the playoffs, right? And he didn't stick up for Lamar within the media in front of everyone. Right, I, I think that's the one spot he messed up because remember that's what led to Lamar tweeting out about his PCL injury. That's what led to that. So John Harbaugh played his little small part in this as well. Mm-hmm. But I thought it, I thought it could it, it, it could have been different if he just would have right then and there stuck up for his guy in a moment where a lot of people was looking at him sideways. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent with that. Austin, Illinois, give us your take on Lamar. What you got, brother? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Appreciate it, long-time listener. Um, I just have one question. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about, you know, what's wrong with these teams not not looking at Lamar. Um, I just want to go over some stats real quick. So, uh, first year, we'll go completion percentage 66 64, 64, 62, right? And in, in each of those years, he's had more the, – or the previous year, he's had more touchdowns than interceptions. The year after, he's had more interceptions than touchdowns. Uh, if you're looking for a pure, pure quarterback, uh, let's just say uh, Indianapolis, right, after all these years having bad luck with quarterbacks, are you going to take the chance on taking Lamar knowing that he's not going to be the real – quarterback type that you want he's not going to be a pocket passer he's going to be out on the perimeter running around are you willing to give him that money all right, uh, all right anthony the- i gotta i gotta cut you off right there because i just mentioned previously they didn't have weapons around lamar jackson and they every week they was banking on lamar jackson being superman being michael jordan playing playing being the hero basically to the point to where it may have caused some of those turnovers. Yeah, and by the way, Shane Steichen's the head coach in Indianapolis. Why yes. would he not want a mobile quarterback? That's and what he, he just fixed in that Jaylen system. One thousand percent. And he also improved Jalen Hurts' accuracy within that that system. So you know, I I I don't understand the the comp there at all. And and frankly, I, I'll ask every I'll ask anybody that has that. T- and, and we appreciate the call, but I, I'll ask you the very real question: If not Lamar, then who? Like, well, okay, so if I told you going into the draft that you could draft the next Lamar Jackson, most teams would probably be pretty happy with that. Now I'm telling you, you got a 50-50 chance. You got a 100% chance you can sign the real Lamar Jackson. Or you can go in the draft where you have a 50-50 chance that you're going to get Lamar Jackson or you're going to get, I don't know, the next Zach Wilson. Like, which, which, are you taking that role? Like, why roll the dice to get the Lamar Jackson if you can get the actual Lamar Jackson that's right now? Lamar Jackson me. Uh, Lamar Jackson, me every time, boss. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, even Matt Miller, our NFL draft expert, 30 minutes ago, we asked him if the Colts sitting at four, would he? And he cut us off before we even finished the whole segment. And he said, you go get Lamar. That, and he's studying all these quarterbacks just like the rest of our uh, our draft experts. Uh, let's see. Who do we got next? Let's go to Joe in Virginia. So, hey, so I just want to address uh, two things that y'all said. Uh, Harry. You stated that Lamar Jackson's PCL injury happened in the pocket. So, and he wasn't running the ball, but he runs the ball. And if you see, I'm not comparing him to running backs, but running backs get worn down over years from taking all these hits. So, even though the injury happened in the pocket, could you not say that possibly 
the injury happened because of all the hits he's taken over the years, making his body wear down a little bit more. And then, Fitz, you said that uh, with the tweeting, tweeting about just PCL, why would you bring attention to the injury and when you're trying to get a trade or trying to get signed on to another team, even though they might know about it, but why would you point out the flaws that you have? Uh, Harry, I'll let you go first unless you want me to go first. Well, yeah. Um, when you don't have people surrounding you and your coaches are banking on you to be the hero for your team offensively, yes, you're going to get drug in the ground. So how about if Lamar Jackson is not in Baltimore anywhere, anymore, he goes somewhere where he doesn't have to do that. And I think he will be very, very well at the quarterback position. Also, we're not sitting here saying they never should have paid Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen takes more hits statistically more than, hits. than Lamar Jackson does. So, but guess, but guess what they did for Josh Allen though? Guess what they did for him? Surrounded him with talent. Oh, surrounded him by talent. Uh, what a when coincidence! It, when it comes to pointing out, uh, I mean, philosophically, a, I don't think it matters. B, I think you have the right to defend what you think of your own work. C, I say it all the time. I say it on this show every day. I can't read. Now, should I really sit here and and point out the fact that when I'm trying to read an ad, I'm going to screw it up? No, I probably shouldn't. But I think at some point you just take these things head on. So, you know, if teams are already looking at PCL injuries and they're already looking at the film and their injury team's already looking at the injury as a whole and they're going to have their medical staff poke and prod you and talk to your medical staff, when all those things are going to happen anyway, the only people that are really impacted by him tweeting about it are me and Harry, people that sit in front of a microphone and talk about it all day. And there's no rise in attention that actually does anything to his market value. I would love to think that any of us, and, and I'm all the way down from Stephen A. Smith to Colin Cowherd, I would love to think that any of us had the power in front of a microphone to actually change market value. We do not. Market value is decided by smarter people that actually work behind the scenes in the NFL. So no matter what somebody says about Harry Douglas during his playing career, it's not going to change his negotiation when he gets in the room and go ahead Fitz guess what what how many times have Deshaun Watson towards ACL uh twice two ACL tears okay. for Deshaun twice two uh, yeah but apparently he's not injury prone my point exactly I mean it it's the 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 stand we are reaching again we're leaping we are going over leaps and bounds we're supermanning just to try and find some way to put this narrative behind it when it's very simple a team in the baltimore ravens has decided what the max value they think a quarterback is worth and they don't care about anything else lamar jackson as a quarterback has decided what he thinks his market value is and he doesn't care about anyone else now they're sitting at the table and they're negotiating it's that simple. All right, one football team on the Beltway is all set at the quarterback position. We'll tell you why next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Evan was out yesterday, producer extraordinaire. He just got my ear and said, I leave for one day. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Evan, do you want to go on the record? That conversation was spurned on by uh, the fact that I said there's only one flavor of Frosty. Now, I know you're not a big chocolate guy, yeah. and uh, we actually don't disagree on much of that. I don't consume a ton <laughs> of Harry, chocolate. I love chocolate. But there's only one, one flavor Dev. of Frosty, and that's chocolate, right? Like, I, I would agree with that, yeah. You know you know where no. it's at, Dave. Because then it's a milkshake. Like, Frosty, like when a Frosty was first 
came about, it was chocolate, and that, that's an original Frosty. If you just get a vanilla Frosty, it's like a milkshake. It's the same thing. Yeah, and, and I tried the strawberry Frosty. Meh. Like, there's, you know, it, well, well, so, so Evan, you're not a chocolate lover either? No, I'm with Chris. Like, I think there's got to be a little peanut butter there. You know what? <laughs> it can't be the dominant flavor for me. <laughs> yeah, I love chocolate. Adam, baby, Dale, you, you know, know what's what? up? You know, what? here's the thing. I like, I like hot chocolate. So as long as they're, no, that's not even true. I don't. <laughs> I don't really drink anything that's warm. Uh, so I'm, so I'm out on hot chocolate. Evan, ha- Evan likes hot chocolate, but it has to have marshmallows in it. Wait, can I have true? marshmallows in it? Are, are we a cream on top? Are we a marshmallow. Cr- I like marshmallows, but it doesn't have to have marshmallows. Okay, okay, that's you know. I'm just curious. If, if I, you're a grown up, still. Putting marshmallows in your hot chocolate, you got you got to grow up. Oh come on! <laughs> no, you, now this coming from a guy that eats like seven, you you drink like three hundred and twenty two sprites a day, and then like that's a that's a Hold rough on. Did, estimate. Hey, also, didn't you just have a cheeseburger with only ketchup and only mustard, please? Well, not mustard. I hate mustard, Dev. Okay. I need you to listen better. Only ketchup and cheese. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. Do we, can, can I give you story time, Devin? Can I just hit you surprised with story time uh, while he finds the fantastic acoustics? Uh, yeah, de- it is true. Uh, thank you. Sit oh. down and listen. This is story time with Fitz and Harry. I'm just going to tell you real quick. Y'all know that I, I grew up broadcast. We didn't have anything growing up. And uh, my my dad used to have to drive me from Maine down to New York when I was at Juilliard taking music lessons, right? And so he would always stop at this one McDonald's. And this is back when cheeseburgers were 29 cents. And for those 29 cent cheeseburgers, he would always say that he wanted them with no ketchup and onions or no ketchup and mustard, just so they had to make all of them fresh. Got my whole weekend's food that way. Then he asked for packets as we were walking out the door. So he always had to make like 20 fresh cheeseburgers. And then he'd be like, can I get packets, ketchup and mustard? They hated us at that McDonald's every single week came in. I don't know how we managed that. Uh, All right. Now we can actually get to the whole reason that we're having this. uh, I don't know. The whole segment point and purpose. We love the XFL here. You guys know Harry Douglas on the sideline every single week. Harry will be on the sidelines again for the D.C. Defenders. I will again be hosting XFL Today, the only studio show at ESPN that gives you all the highlights you could ever want for the XFL. And now, we're joined by D.C. Defenders quarterback Jordan Ta'amu. Jordan, thanks so much for the time, man. Y'all are undefeated. What's been the key to the success for the way you guys are doing things? Yeah, um, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, You know, our key to success is, uh, you know, kind of working as a team. uh, Offense, defense, special teams. And you know, getting better each week, learning from our mistakes from the previous weeks, and then just getting better each week and kind of focusing on being one and zero each week, and that's what gotten us uh, to this point. Joe, yeah. going to the going into the Monday Night Football game against Houston, you guys were the number one rushing team in the XFL. Was it something that they showed y'all during that game, coverage wise, or did they have a certain amount of guys in the box that led you guys to pass the football a little bit more? You were 19 for 31, 245 yards, two touchdowns. Lucky Jackson had a hell of a night, 136 yards and one receiving touchdown. Is something you guys seen during that game that said, you know what, we're going to take advantage in the pass game? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been watching them all week, and, you know, they kind of were showing us that they're going to give us opportunities outside. Uh, you know, with our receivers, and um, they're they were going to test our limits to see if we can throw the ball, and that's what we kind of uh, practice all week. Um, you know, we knew our run game was dominant. We knew our O line can handle all of that, but uh, we really focused on you know passing. I mean, every week we we've, we've done it, but um, you know, this week they kind of gave us an opportunity to see uh, what we can do outside as as a receiving core and uh, as a quarterback. So, um, 
you know, I was very grateful that they, they, they did that. And I knew our time was going to come passing the ball. I was just being patient, played within, played within the system, and uh, kind of just be efficient with the ball. Jordan, I, I find myself asking players a lot about sort of the hub and the training process, but I'm interested in the prep process in general. For you, having been yeah. around the league and been around high-level college football, how's the prep process during the week run differently for the XFL than what you've experienced in the past? You know, um, the the XFL is, you know, it's a little different because, you know, we play Saturdays, Sundays, you know, like this past week was Monday. So, um, but um, honestly, it's kind of, you know, the prep's been kind of the same um, with everywhere I've been around. You know, we usually, if we play Sunday, usually come in, watch our film, kind of uh, learn from it. And then Tuesday's usually our off day. Um, but as quarterbacks, we try to like, you know, get a head start on our next opponent. And that's when we start watching our next opponent that Tuesday while everyone's off. Then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is when we practice. And then travel Saturdays, play on Sunday. All right, so that's uh, kind of I, been our routine, yeah. Uh, but I got to ask you, what well, one thing different about your routine? Harry Douglas is on your damn sideline every week. Are you tired? Like I work with yeah. Harry Douglas every week. How do you manage handling Harry Douglas every week during your game? <laughs> I mean, he's been fine. He's just been out there, just vibing with us, having fun too, and just you know, just smiling and having a good time. I mean, y'all are undefeated. So when we try to yeah. determine like what report is going to be on sidelines, right? It is brought up that you know. Since I've been on y'all sidelines a lot, y'all are undefeated, so we right. don't want to break right. that, right? So I'm back with you guys again against the Orlando Guardian. So you'll see me over there nice. again this weekend. All right, can't wait to see you. <laughs> uh, are, are you like has Harry tried to get himself on the field yet? Are we getting him into patterns. Like Harry's out there just letting the wide receivers know a little bit. Like you're going to end up throwing balls to him, and by the time we get to the championship game, yeah, well, I mean we have to get him one. I mean he's been helping us out on the side, you know, getting us on some TV time. So we got to help him out. <laughs> Look, look, last one, we, last one we have for you because we we had a big conversation about you know chocolate and our producers doesn't like chocolate. One Wait, of them, Evan. Do you like chocolate? I love chocolate. I've, I've my Atta favorite chocolate is uh, you know macadamia nuts from Hawaii. Uh, that see that that makes it uh, so. Yep. When you order a frosty, it's only a chocolate frosty, Jordan. Let's make sure that we've got the standard. This is the standard here. It's only chocolate for a frosty, right? Oh, chocolate, yeah, hundred percent. See, this is why. That's exactly <laughs> what we needed, Jordan. Thanks for the time, man. Good luck this weekend. Congratulations yes, on being undefeated. I, I, you know, I'm watching Harry anyway, but it's fun that I get to watch you because I'm watching my teammate out there crush it. There you go. I love it. All right, thanks, Jordan. Appreciate you. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Coming up, one NFL team made another huge signing, and it's flying under the radar. Maybe the whole team is. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Douglas is HD to everyone. Uh, that's exactly how we know it. But what's HD to Harry? This is actually going to be interesting. Let's play. Is that HD to you? 
All right, you know the theory. The concept, I should say. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Today, it's NFL teams flying under the radar. We'll put the team out there, and Harry will decide if it's HD to him. It's crystal clear that this team is flying under the radar. And part of the reason we're doing this, Harry, is because a team you know incredibly well, the Atlanta Falcons, made a big signing with Calais Campbell joining the team. Another big signing for a team that had a lot of money to spend this year. So let's start with the Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. For me, this is HD. This is very, very clear. I love where this team is sitting at. This is the first offseason since Arthur Smith has taken a job, along with general manager Terry Fontenot, that they had money to actually spend. They were in cap hell, I mean in a chokehold, to where they couldn't sign people the first two years. They have signed Jesse Bates III, Calais Campbell, also David Omiyata from the New Orleans Saints, also Elis from the New Orleans Saints. They're trying to revamp that defensive line, and also they added some veteran presence in the secondary with Jesse Bates III, but they kept two of their own. Chris Lindstrom, their starting guard, and also Caleb McGarry, their starting tackle. So look for the Atlanta Falcons to make some noise this season. And ladies and gentlemen, don't be surprised because you heard it right here from Harry Douglas. Mm, We're not worried about that quarterback position at all. Like, this is where you tell me the team's high on Desmond Ritter. Like, uh, okay, well, I I get high too. It doesn't mean I'm headed to the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Wait wait a second before we get to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. Your team is buried, okay? My my team is dead. My team my team is look, no no nobody's you know what, do you have a sounder for the Raiders so that we can just like do we have the Grim Reaper? They don't even have the Raiders sound effect in for this segment. That's oh my god. All right. What did what team did you have? Pittsburgh Steelers. Golly, hurts. One thing we know about the Pittsburgh Steelers is that, you know, you have a chance with Mike Tomlin as the head coach. I think Kenny Pickett ended the year better uh, than he started when he did get an opportunity to play. I think Deontay Johnson is going to be better. George Pickens is going to be phenomenal for this team. I think they're going to be a lot better than people give them credit for, and you can never count them out as long as their head coach is Mike Tomlin. So So. what you're saying there makes a lot of sense, Harry. The one thing I'd say is that's what I feel like that's what we always presume. Like the thought on the Steelers is that they're just sort of like they're always going to be pretty good, right? And I think they're going to be pretty good. So I don't know that they're flying under the radar, but I do agree with you. I think they're going to be a pretty good football team. Who do we have next, Dev? The Bears. (laughs) That was amazing. One more time just because that's amazing. Bears. Are we sleeping? Are, are the are the bears well, flying under the radar? Well, I will say this. I, I, I'm not going to make this decision yet because I want to see what the bears are going to do draft-wise, right? They have a lot of compensation on the draft side when it comes to picks. I want to see what other guys they're going to pair up with the free agents that they brought in, with the trade and DJ Moore. I want to I see who, who else is going to be paired up on that offense, also on that defense where they need a lot of help too. Uh, can you just play the sounder one more so time? So I can't see this one clear right now. I mean, I got rid of it. So oh, no. you got rid of it. Okay. Well, I mean, way to, way to stay in the show there, Tevin. Uh, all right. So no, no more Bears. Uh, who do you got next? The New York Giants. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Uh, Devin is a huge Giants fan. You think the Giants are flying under the radar? Barf. No, 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 no. I don't think the Giants are under the radar. Radar. I think the Giants are in a position where a lot of people respect them. Brian Dable coming in in year one and doing what he was able to do ahead of schedule, making the playoffs. They were able to keep Daniel Jones, also Saquon Barkley. You brought over Darren Waller to help out that offense and give him another pass catcher. You brought back uh, other guys in the wide receiver position. I want to see who they're going to go and get 
draft-wise, though, from that wide receiver position that can be a take-the-top-off, a go-to number-one guy for Daniel Jones in the wide receiver uh, room. So I don't think this team is flying under the radar. We, we expect uh, big things from them this season. Let me clear my throat for a second. <clears throat> Overrated! The Giants are going to have a losing <laughs> record next year. Go ahead. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Devin's Ooh. just staring at me with a look of death right now. The Cleveland Browns it, flying under now, the radar, Harry? I think so. This is a team I think a lot of people better watch out for in the AFC. You got Deshaun Watson. He was able to take some snaps this year. Iron out a lot of his kinks that he's had from being away from football. If he can return to playing uh, at a top level, this is a team that a lot of people better watch out for. So, yes, this is clear for me. I, I think that's interesting because I don't know – what the right amount of time is that it would take to get right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's, I think, kind of hard for me with Deshaun Watson. On the one hand, I look at it and say, okay, if Deshaun Watson is, is the uh, again, we're talking about the football player here, uh, above me on everything. So if Deshaun Watson, the football player, gets back to the Deshaun Watson form, my God, I mean, uh, absolutely. And he did play better the last game of the year against Pittsburgh. I mean, it, it, at least completion percentage-wise, he was up a little bit. But it was up and down for him last year. So I'm with you. If Deshaun's great, they're going to be great. I just – I'm not smart enough to know when it will – when he will be back to normal or if this is his new normal. The Buffalo Bills. What? Hear me out on this one. I think – like, the Bills – I said to put the Bills on this one, under the radar, only because they went 13-3 and last year, and everybody's talking about them like they suck. Everybody's sitting here saying, well, Josh Allen threw too many interceptions. They can't run the football well. Uh, the Jets are the new favorite in the AFC East. And, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, it just feels like maybe everybody – like, flying under the radar is relative to your greatness. I just think maybe we're sleeping on the Bills a little bit. Well, no, no. Last Coming into last season, there were so many people that put them on a pedestal. I don't think they're flying under the radar. Hmm. They have Josh Allen as their quarterback. How can you find Stephon Diggs in the wide receiver? They have Von Miller on defense. Hell no, they're not following under the radar. Think about it, like I just spent a week listening to Greeny and get up tell me that the, the Jets are going to be the AFC favorites if they get Aaron Rodgers. Is that not disrespecting the but Bills a little bit? How, how's that disrespecting the Bills? He, he he's a he's a Jets fan. He he feels that way about his team. Well, I mean, still, I'm just saying, like maybe maybe we could give the Bills a little more love here. They are, after all, still coming off a of 13 and three year and we're talking about him like the trash. Bill's going to win the East. All right, all right, who else? You got anybody else? The Denver Broncos. Oh. I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go yes in these regards because one of the things that Sean Payton understood is that he had to get that offensive line revamped. They brought in multiple guys on that offensive line. They're trying to you know, make sure Russell Wilson is protected. He's not going to have his own side room when he's able to do his thing. Sean Payton doesn't play that. He's a disciple of Bill Parcells. But I think the balance offensively that we're going to see from Sean Payton is going to be phenomenal. The most multiple personnel groupings, I think that's going to be amazing as well. It's going to be on Russell Wilson to be able to play in the confines of the offense and also be on the same page with his head coach like we've seen Drew Brees do for so, so many years. Yeah, well, here's my, my counter to that. Russell Wilson sucks. And just like Bill Belichick hasn't been any good without Tom Brady comparatively, maybe Sean Payton won't be any good without Drew Brees. I, I think the right now the Broncos are wildly overhyped. Wildly overhyped. Like, said, I will admit— You said Russell Wilson what? Sucks. Is this your uh, Raiders fandom talking? Uh, look, no, look— I think the Raiders are going to be lucky to win three games this year. So, like, the Broncos are better than the Raiders. But that's like, 
you know, I don't know. Who, that's who like have some, a better record this year, the Raiders or the Broncos? The Broncos will have a better record than the okay. Raiders, but they still suck. I mean, that's like saying— Okay, so, so, so what, 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 what does that mean about the Raiders, then? Yeah, that the means Broncos they're trash. Suck. Like, I can't admit my team is hot garbage. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, comparing a team to the Raiders is like me saying I'm tall because I'm standing next to Evan. It's not that I'm tall. It's just that Evan's particularly short, right? Like, so, like, that's why I, I don't, I'm not tall. I'm just standing next to Evan. If the only line in the sand is, are you better than the Raiders, I think 30 teams got a shot. Arizona Arizona's the only team out here giving us a run because Arizona didn't even try to sign another quarterback. They're like, ah, we're just going to mail this season but in. I was, what'd you say about me? I was making a promo about I said you. you're it's short. Sure, it takes a lot of editing, so I have to start it before the show even you, ends. Well, maybe what, if you edited more efficiently, Evan. Like, it's just what, about. How, what did you say about me? I'm, I'm sorry, I was just trying I said, to edit you. I said it's you're not short. Easy. I said you're short, all right? I would edit you down in size, but then we wouldn't see you, okay? Like, one little click, and all of a sudden, you're invisible. This is what's oh happening. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> He's not oh going to turn my mic on next segment. All right, the NBA playoffs actually start tonight. We'll tell you why next on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Houston Astros have won the World Series. It's Major League Baseball's opening day. The world champion Houston Astros begin the defense of their title when they welcome the Chicago White Sox. Coverage begins tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Countdown to Major League Baseball's opening day with Jeff Passan. At this point, it's no surprise, but the two highest spending teams in the highest spending winter in baseball history came from New York. The Yankees, thanks to the $522 million they committed to Aaron Judge and Carlos Rodon, led the way. But it felt like the Mets offseason, with deal after deal, even the ill-fated Carlos Correa one, was the biggest and boldest. Perhaps it was that every signing added to the Mets' record payroll, which is just short of $375 million. And that's before Steve Cohen pays another $100 million plus in his luxury tax bill. Cohen's arrival in November 2020 brought about a new era of New York baseball, one in which the Yankees were no longer the clearly dominant franchise in the city. What's left for both now is winning a World Series. The Yankees' drought is at 13 years, the Mets at 36. And with no clearly dominant team entering the 2023 season, time is ripe for New York, the Bronx, or Queens to remind people why it's the baseball capital of the world. Only one day till opening day. Big. Bold. Oh, beautiful words used to describe my beloved Mets. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, can I even tell you how many Mets fans, actual Mets fans, because uh, Harry Douglas is in Atlanta. He lives Atlanta. He is from Atlanta. Atlanta is part of his culture. It's part of who he is. It's part of the fiber of the being of Harry Douglas. I would say that that is how most people usually describe me and the city of Las Vegas. But Las Vegas does not have a baseball team. So I have adopted the Mets simply so that Harry and I can have massive rivalry throughout the, the course of the season. Plus, got to be honest, I really like the color scheme. I mean, I think I'm going to look good in the gear. Uh, not that they're sending me any so far. Still working on that, you know. Uh, but, but Harry, I hear big and bold. And all I think about is the number of Mets fans that have tweeted me, man, I've seen your success with the Raiders. Don't root for my favorite team. Like, I, I, it could wow. be me. I could. 
could be the curse, but you know what? When I hear big, when I hear bold, and I hear expensive, whew, feels like fits. Well, you also missed a part no. of what thirty-five years plus of uh, yeah, loser, War loser. Series. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Braves. What are we? What? Uh, but two years removed from a World Series win. You know, before last. Uh, it, Sorry. It, one year versus thirty-six years. Is there really that big a difference? Neither of oh, us won it huge. last. Oh, huge, okay. huge difference. Huge. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> neither of us won it last year. That's it. Look, this is the only thing I can bank on at this point. Uh, Major League Baseball season, though, will get underway uh, tomorrow. We do have a bet on this show, so we have bet on a better record: the Braves or the Mets. The loser will be taking the show staff out to a nice restaurant where they can order anything that they can eat while they're in the restaurant because I don't trust some people, Aaron <clears throat> and Devin, not to get massive to-go packages. Uh, also, uh, you get two drinks. It's a two-drink minimum around here, or two-drink maximum, I should say. Two-drink maximum around here. It's the most you get. So uh, I'm, I'm already imagining that uh, Evan's going to get something. like It's going to be some weird whiskey that is very expensive, and Devin's going to get like a Coors Light. That, I, I, my, that just sort of feels like where we're headed on this. No, I'm just going to get the literally the most expensive drink on the menu. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah. And, and by the way, what you normally until drink, fi- what you normally drink, guys? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I wasn't going to do it until Fitz. You know, he said I was going to get a Coors Light. So. Well, yeah, I mean, just like you're not a bougie. Like, uh, let's face it. Don't Dev- try to talk it down now. You're no, worried. No, I'm just. I'm not Are worried. You're going to lose this bet. Are you no, well, well, well I'm talking about from my my side of things as well because I already know I, I hate like. You know, supplying liquor to other people. Uh-huh. You know, like, well, that's just and, not my and thing. we got to give Harry sympathy. Case, he has to bring his private jet up here. Like it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's got a yeah, whole thing. Gonna, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got to have his driver <laughs> take him to his private jet. Well, I'm not sure Harry needs to worry about the spit. <laughs> How, are you? Are we feeling confident, HD? Like you feel? Oh, I'm very, I'm very confident. Okay, I'm very, I'm very confident because we have a closer. Y'all don't. Well, I mean, you know what? Uh, I don't even have an argument for that. Thanks, World Baseball Classic. Uh, but, you know, it was still worth it. Uh, it was the, the WCBC was still a delight, and I'm still all in on it. Uh, that's all I have to say. Uh, Harry and I will keep this bet going throughout the course of the year. Uh, opening day is tomorrow, obviously. And with opening day being tomorrow, we are going to have some fun with it. Uh, you know, obviously, it's going to be something we will play up throughout the course of the season. Again, I want to say thanks to Jeff Passan, too, for giving us these little nuggets to look forward to. Really nice of him to make sure that he has not yet mentioned the Braves in any of these, I don't believe. So I think uh, I think so far he's he's basically told you who the haves are. The haves are the teams that well, he see, mentioned. Well, see, you know, when, when, when some things are understood, they don't have to be mentioned. Oh, that is a but, quality But, it, but he did mention the drought, War Series drought, that is, from both the New York teams. He mentioned the Yankees, and he also mentioned the Mets. Now, I'm not going to get on the Yankees too much because they are the kings when it comes to World Series titles, right? But I will get on the Mets, I will get on the Mets. Well, all I know is that after 36 years, this is the year that ends, that streak ends, and that means because I'm going to be the resident fan, I'm pretty sure that we'll get World Series tickets somehow, right? Like, that just feels like Ooh. that's inevitable. Uh, Y'all the, won't get that far, sorry. Uh, okay. Well, when, when, when we do, you can be my plus one. Uh, that's all I'm saying. You can be my plus one. Uh, in the meantime, while we're waiting for the World Series, we're right on the NBA playoffs. It's about in the corner, but you could argue that it actually starts – tonight because we know that Kevin Durant is back on the court with the Suns. Now, we asked Tim Legler earlier today in this show how long he thinks it will take for them to gel together for their big three. This is what Legs had to say. Because Kevin Durant's the one guy in the league that you could literally inject into any group of four other players league-wide, and he's going to fit in immediately because he doesn't require anybody to go out of their way uh, to, to acquiesce to him. 
he just goes out there and says, you know, you do your thing. I'm going to be fine doing mine because I can score from anywhere on the floor and I can do it efficiently. So he's just never been a guy that required you to dramatically change what you're doing offensively. He will, he will take it upon himself to make sure he does what he has to. Doesn't Harry, at some point, doesn't that speak to the greatness of KD? The fact that no matter where you put him, he can look around and say, you do you, I'll figure it out, I'm still going to get mine, I'll be fed, I'll be just fine. Well, that's why a lot of people view Kevin Durant as being a unicorn, because you can plug him into a lot of different situations. You plugged him in Golden State, he was able to work. When he was at Oklahoma City, it was able to work. When he was with the Brooklyn Nets, it was able to work to a certain extent. We knew Kevin Durant went out there and gave everything, and then if his shoe size wasn't so big, they would have beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't remember what year that was. Maybe been two years ago in that playoff matchup, right, in that game. That game would have been won by the Brooklyn Nets. We see him now with the Phoenix Suns, and the, f- the first three games that those guys were able to play together, it's like he's been with those guys, you know, a long, long time. So the ease that, that the game of basketball comes to Kevin Durant makes it easier for the other guys that are around him. Which we saw in the limited time that he was with Phoenix, and I think that's why, not just tonight uh, for, obviously you can watch the doubleheader tonight on ESPN, um, but not just for what we'll see tonight but also for what we'll see over the course of the next couple of weeks and for what we'll see over the course of the next couple of months. I, I can't remember a playoff that feels more open. Like while we're all sitting there saying, wow, what did we just see in March Madness? I really think the NBA Western Conference particularly is going to say, hold my beer. By the time this is all done, it is going to be wildly chaotic and every single round is going to be absolutely unpredictable. That's why I cannot wait for the NBA playoffs to start. I also can't wait for Kenny and Carlin. Thanks for hanging out with Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.